Listen up. This is El Lobo, Andy Anderson, the Lone Wolf, and you are listening to Wrestling POV Global right now. Hey fans, welcome back to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan, and with me, my cohort of the mostest, the guy who, ah, I'm not even going to the spiel, you know who he is, Elio the Gentleman Canelo. I'm not even even toast this week. You're not the toast of the coast and roast and most and lowest and on. I'm the the host with the most, I'm just not eating toast there. Let's get this covered. What is it the most you have of? Everything. Everything. Elio is so damn rich, all you single ladies. Oh, single lady. Hey, can we edit, can we edit the single lady song in there? Oh wow, we'll figure it out later. Anyways, Elio, it's <laughs> welcome back, man. It's good to be back. Well, you know, this week we had to uh, we had to do our episode of quarantine slightly bit early, although you're probably going to be hearing it later, just the way things work out. But man, that was a crazy ass episode of quarantine we did yesterday. Yeah, we covered all the monsters of wrestling. The monsters of wrestling, and man, that Kenny Casanova is a stinker. Boy, that guy is a troublemaker. <laughs> If you thought, fans, if you thought that uh, Rick deserved a virtual slap from Raven, I'm pretty sure she's going to choke Kenny Castle. Yeah, you didn't know how much trouble he caused. He caused so much trouble. I booted him right out of the room. Yes, you did, which was, you know what? Feel free, liberal, anyone but me to do that to. <laughs> I've done that to Rick a couple times. The one episode where you were, uh, what did you, you had blackouts or something like that and passed over something? <laughs> I and passed I was running over with, drinking. Yeah. Uh, the one episode of quarantine you did make with us a couple of weeks ago, uh, every time Rick got out of hand, I just kicked him out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it was pretty funny. Pretty funny. So uh, how was your week, Elio? Uh, my week was great. Yeah, I think I had a pretty good yeah. solid week. It's good to be back doing shows. Let's take a look at, uh, at uh, our hot topic of the week. Let's start off with a hot topic. Give me okay. the first hot topic, buddy. So the first hot topic asked... Is Cody's open challenge a good thing or a terrible thing? Ooh, okay. We're going to start off. What do you think, buddy? I'm going to say um, it can be a bit of both. It can be a good thing because it gives, like, it gives a lot of wrestlers opportunities and we can see a lot of uh, names that we might not see every week. Or like Ricky Starks, who we've never seen until he had his open challenge against Cody. Mm-hmm. Then on the other hand, it could be a trouble thing because you keep going, the sooner or later it's going to get stale. True, true. Now, you know what? I am not going to let you weasel out with a no answer. So you tell me, so far, not the speculative of what it could be, but oh, so, that's far, okay. so far, has it been a good thing or a bad thing? It's been a good th- I think so far it's been a good thing. And why do you say that? Be a while for what I just said. Uh, we get to see like, names that we wouldn't normally get to see. Get to see matches that mm-hmm. we wouldn't normally get to see. I'm going to agree with you. I mean, it's brought us Ricky Starks. It's brought yep. us uh, Eddie Kingston. Who was the little Ultimate Warrior Junior there? Uh, War Horse. War Horse. War Horse. Uh, I got to finally see War Horse. I mean, uh, they didn't do many. Uh, they didn't do many service with the booking they gave him. But uh, you know, at least I can kind of get an idea of why fans love this guy so much. Ricky Starks uh, better watch who he hangs out with, though. Yes, that is true. That is true. Last thing you know, I get stuck is that little gnome, uh, garden gnome, Taz. Is, uh, your, uh... Okay, I, I, I'm just going to put this out there right now. Yes. 
I hate when Taz refers to John Moxley as Mox. Mox. You don't like so, Are you, well, He never calls uh, Brian Cage Brian Cage either. He just calls him the machine. <laughs> I hate Mox. The machine oh will take care of him. You know? So do you really want to finally do it? Do you want to throw an open challenge to Taz in a street fight? I think I'm, I think I'm gonna have to put that challenge out there to Taz. That's it. We have to end this. That's it. What if he accepts, Elio? <laughs> I'll be ready. <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> oh my lord! Yes, uh, the open challenge I think has been a good thing. Um, I couldn't help but notice that Impact is doing the same thing. That Eddie Edwards is throwing out an open challenge weekly yep. too. Yep. So well, that's interesting to think. See, and when we get to impact, I have a question that I'm very confused with being a first time watcher in a long time. Maybe you can answer it or maybe not. We'll find out. Okay. But um, yeah, I think it's been a good thing. Uh, but you're right. It does. I mean, how many, when's it going to run out? Like when are they going to have credible mm -hmm. people and surprises? And I mean, next week uh, is uh, they've announced Scorpio sky. Yep. And so well, that's interesting. I think that's great. Scorpio, man, Scorpio's a guy who deserves a belt. We haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for now, I think it's been good. It hasn't been spectacular, okay? Because let's face it, for every uh, person like, you know, just like Ricky Starks or Eddie Kingston, or uh, I can't even think of other people that they brought in, but they brought in a couple other people. They had a Mark uh, Quinn. Mark Quinn. Are, but here's the thing is, everybody that Cody has gone up against, um, nobody has transcended past it. Have you notice this? <laughs> like they get a shot, maybe they get signed, but where do they end up? Like on dark or nope. something. I still haven't seen really much of any of these guys. So that's mm -hmm. going to be, that's a bit of a negative, but so far it's been interesting and I like the concept. And, but how long can this concept go? That'll be the interesting part. All right. Let's go on to our second hot topic of so the week. Second hot topic as who made the better deal of signing former WWE wrestlers, Impact or AEW? You know, that's kind of a loaded question. I know Rick really wanted us to throw that one out there this week. And I know it all comes down to the hate he has for uh, Mark, what's his name? Matt Card, Card is it Matt Cardona? Car Matt, Matt, Matt Cardona? Cabarono? Cabarno? <laughs> Cardona? Or whatever his name is, the former Zack Ryder. Yeah, Matt Cardona. But you know what? Okay, if we look at it that way, uh, on one side of the scale, on the AEW side, we have the idiot formerly known as Zack Ryder. You know, not a great signing. But on the flip side, Impact signed the guy who was Kurt Hawkins. So <laughs> these two Myers. idiots kind of throw each other out. Uh, the AEW side, they signed FTR, which has been a very good, probably one yep. of the best signings. <laughs> uh, who can we counter on the other side? Well, I guess they signed Deanna Prazo, who's the current um, In, Impact not, Women's not Champion. Yep or knockouts champion, sorry. Yeah, she defeated in her first week, Jordan Grace. Mm -hmm. What a ripoff. We, everyone here knows we are big Jordan Grace fans. Yes, we are. Uh, but uh, so who else? Uh, I'm trying to trying to really think here. Who else have they signed? Uh, that's from the WWE. Um, I mean, if we just look at some of these signings, now I'm going to have to say AEW definitely has. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with AEW because... Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Impact Wrestling. We haven't seen Impact Wrestling in a long time, so we don't even know like who's there anymore. Uh, well, they have Eric Young. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. But, I mean, well, he hasn't you know, done like, anything. What, what's he really going to do? Like, he's, I think he's uh, feuding with Eddie Edwards now. 
Yeah, well, even then, that's a, like a step up for him because, I mean, all he's been doing is like, I think, dick all in WWE. Um, you know, him, does he does he move the needle at all? Not not at all. I don't think he makes much of a difference. Oh. But uh, I'm going to have to go with AEW having the stronger signings of these two companies. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with AEW. Okay. Well, let's take a look now, um, a, a really quick look at uh, New Japan Wrestling. All right. Man. New Japan Wrestling, just what was this thing called? Something of the summer, summer blues? It was called uh, NJPW Summer Struggle. Summer Struggle, Summer Blues. <laughs> I guess it's along the same line, right? Okay. Summer Struggle. Well, uh, the 2020 has been filled with uh, blues. We've seen yeah, the 2020 blues. It should have just been the New Japan Blues, uh, <laughs> the year-long blues. <laughs> So well, you no, know what, folks? No, apparently, apparently um, August 29th, they're going to be out. They're going to be at the Jingu Stadium. I believe that's the, the last uh, date for Summer Struggle. Oh, okay. Well, so far, we saw just recently night three of Summer Struggle. Yep. And the main event here was something we talked about, you know, a couple weeks ago that we had seen the start of uh, Yuji Nagata taking on Minoru Suzuki in a main event match. And boy, I got to tell you, two old dudes beating the living crap out of each other. Uh, your impressions of this, man? These two, whenever I see these, like I've seen them like in both uh, tag team matches and singles matches, mm -hmm. every time they used to love beating the crap. I've never seen Suzuki happier than when he's beating someone up or when he's getting beaten up. With that yeah, smile he, on his face. He is one weird duck, that's for sure. And you know what? It seems like he really brings out something out of Minoru Suzuki, or sort of Nuji Nagato, because Nagato sometimes can look a little tired in there. Yep. You know, he's an older guy. He's a big man, but he's, he's a bit older. You know, he's at least 50 years old. So, you know, he's in there carrying some weight, carrying some age, and, and he doesn't always give you the Yuji Nagata that you remember from the past, but there's something about uh, Minoru Suzuki that wakes him up because, man, they were kicking the living I shit I mean, out of those other. kicks they traded to the head? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no holding back. These two old dudes are old enough to put each other into cardiac arrest and they're still going at <laughs> it. I, I would suggest fans checking this match out. Uh, it was a pretty fun time. Um, and there's there's a fans there's fans in the crowd at uh, at New Japan shows. Is this the first? The no, is this the first um, singles match that they've had on Struggle that I can remember? Because uh, I I've only known them to have like six man tiger eight man. No, tag. don't you remember a couple of weeks weeks ago during this tournament it ended up that Yu Nagata and uh, Suzuki fought each other in a singles match. And oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and Nagata actually uh, eliminated Suzuki. But was that was that the same event summer struggle? Yeah, it's the one that was just a little while ago for what was it for the New Japan Cup or whatever? Oh, okay, New Japan. Yeah, yeah, the one. No, that I'm, talking about, I'm talking about this one, summer struggle. They what won, was the question? They, uh, is this a, was this the first singles match on uh, this uh, summer struggle event? Oh, ah, uh, you know, it's not coming to me right now. Because I've said, I, all I've seen are were tag team matches. Yeah, it seems like an awful lot of tag team matches. I guess I could look it up and find out, but I'm just too damn lazy. So um, <laughs> let's move on to, uh, okay, you know what, folks? We said we were going to give X, um, Impact Wrestling a shot this week. And you yep. know what? It was fun enough. I'm going to say we're going to give it a, a try for yep. a while or more. Okay? Uh, first of all, I, I, I'm very confused by one thing. 
Okay. And I don't know if you know the answer to this. You may or may not. Uh, there's a TNA champion and there's an impact champion. Which mm-hmm. belt is the more important one? I have no clue. Who's the real champion here? Is it Eddie Edwards? Is it Moose? They didn't really say they both yeah, defended I've, their titles. I know it is. That's one of the storylines I haven't been following until we just started watching this again. Okay, I, cool. Do, I, do I was hoping way. you'd be able to answer for me. Were you confused too, wondering which yeah, one of these guys Yeah, I was confused because I believe there's yeah. TNA and then there's Impact Wrestling. I think they wanted to bring the TNA name back to Impact Wrestling. I thought they wanted to get rid of the TNA name because they dropped it. So I'm confused. Both of us I, have I, no clue. I, I, apparently they wanted to bring it back uh, from what I heard, but I don't know. Okay. I, I'm, I'm very confused. have no idea, but let's, let's take a quick look at it. Okay. We started off with TNA champion Moose mm-hmm. defending his title against uh, the former Heath Slater Jeez. with the stipulation that if Heath wins this match, he would be hired by Impact Wrestling. Well, he has um, kids. Oh, Jesus. If I have to hear that bullshit one more time, <laughs> give me a break. Um, not bad. Heath is actually a very big man. You never realize how big some guys are, but, you know, he, he went toe-to-toe with Moose. Good match. Moose with the cheap uh, low-blow win to take it. Very mm-hmm. surprised that Heath didn't win a contract, but I'm not holding my breath. I, I'm wondering if just next week they're going to decide to hire, hire him because, let's face it, he, he's a – He's a name with uh, some talent behind him. So I was extremely surprised that he got nowhere. Yeah. What did you think of the, the Heath-Moose uh, match? Uh, this was a good opening match. Uh, like, I said, like I said, like it just, just didn't feel like the Impact Wrestling that we used to watch. It felt like a completely different show with the setting. I know they're still doing the empty arena, but just mm-hmm. the whole setup and the atmosphere. It was admit, so, it wasn't a, so a fun opening match. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a good match. It wasn't a great match. Hated the ending, though. Just a really cheap, like, quick way for Moose to end the match, you know? Um, we went on with, uh, which, which I'm going to have to say is uh, one of the, let's see, one of the weirdest uh, interviews, or most uncomfortable interviews, uh, Gia Milla interviewing Willie Mack. Man, Willie Mack is not good on the microphone. He's oh, terrible. Smokes. Oh, that, wow. That was, a, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> it was more uncomfortable listening than him trying to struggle through what he was trying to say. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I like Willie Mack a lot. Really good wrestler, but whoa, that guy needs some uh, schooling when it comes to doing some promo work. Um, they kept showing these uh, video packages of EC3. Um, you know, I, almost unrecognizable with the kind of facial hair he's growing. Yeah, he, he's another signing guy. And yeah, and the hair, he... Yeah. Uh, he, he looks completely different, um, but interesting. I found his promos interesting. Impact, if I just even remember, they were always the king of doing really good promos, so I'm not mm-hmm. surprised. So we'll see how that goes. Okay, um, let's see. Then we got an <laughs> we get an interview with Jimmy Jacobs interviewing the Motor Miss City Machine Guns, which I thought was kind of boring and a little lame. And I like it. I like the Motor City Machine Guns. And then you know, of course, the North come out. And uh, I don't know what was with uh, Ethan, Ethan Page, but man, he seemed to have a bug up his butt because he was literally losing his shit during this interview. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, he was like, uh, he was getting mad at both more City Machine Guns and, uh, and on his partner. Uh, yeah. What was his name? I just, Josh uh, Alexander? That's it, Josh Alexander. It sounded like he was getting mad at the Machine Guns and Josh Alexander. <laughs> it was kind of weird, too, because, like, Josh Alexander is very blasé about everything. Uh, you know, Ethan Page is just losing his mind about everything. 
And then, I don't know, it just, it was hilarious. I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, and talk about a heel. Uh, I love Ethan Page when uh, Motor City Machine Guns offer uh, the rematch right now. He goes, no, we were only 40% when you, we lost our belts. And we're not at 100 yet. So we're, I mean, okay. That doesn't make sense. They're offering yeah. you a rematch. Yeah, Take yeah. it. So found that pretty funny. Um, okay. Next we have, uh, uh, we have uh, Kimberly coming out and talking to Deanna Perrazzo, saying that she'll help Deanna Perrazzo in her rematch with Jordan Grace if she gives her a match. Uh, Prazo agrees. Oh, then we this, go, um, hold on. This was yeah. um, part of this thing they got going called Wrestle House. No, no, that's coming right up next. Oh, it's coming up. This oh, part I, was I, not part of Wrestle House. Oh, no. I thought it was. Kimberly the the, the, the no. way they made it look. Okay. No, okay. it was not part of Okay. Wrestle House. <laughs> Elio, give me your thoughts about Wrestle House. For Wrestle House I really first. don't know what to think. I mean, I want to I wanna like it, but I want to say it's uh, stupid and ridiculous, but some of it was just like the inside jokes. Like when they mentioned something, I forget who it was, said, what, Bob Orton's here? Super like sweet. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, I, I, it's Tommy Dreamer. Before, yeah, first of all, that's a big X when Tommy <laughs> Dreamer is <around. laughs> right. Um, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this and I'm like, what the hell is going on? This isn't wrestling. I didn't tune in to watch this crap. This I is mean, like, have, um, this is like, it's like the uh, Legends think, House. Yeah, like Legends people. House. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like Legends House. So I didn't give two craps about that. Um, but it did serve one good purpose. And that is it, it kind of updated me super quick with the personalities of some of these wrestlers. So mm -hmm. that was effective because I finally got a feel of what Rosemary's like. Or I got to feel what uh, Taya. what Taya or anyone else that was in there. That part was good, but kind of inane and kind of pissed me off. They did two episodes, like two. Yeah, two they parts split of it was, up into little into little mini episodes. Uh, yeah, you know what? I and I just when I first saw it because on Facebook on under the video tab sometimes I'll be scrolling. They show these uh, impact video clips, and was always one of them. I was like. What is this? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm not a fan of Wrestle House. Yeah, not a fan of it. This is the kind of shit they should be putting on, like before the show or on a YouTube exclusive. I think it's a waste of my time, to, especially with all the look how many wrestlers were in there. We could have saw matches with some of these people, you know, and the and the, the corny ass matches that they have. Oh my Wrestle god! House. And you know what? You know what's really freaking Tommy Dreamer yelling match time? Yeah. And I don't get this John, was it Johnny Swinger? Johnny I don't Swinger. Tom, no, Johnny Swinger. Yeah, it's definitely Johnny not Swinger. Tommy Swinger. Nope. Johnny Swinger, uh, I don't even get what the hell. Is this guy just a pure out joke? Is he supposed to be a wrestler? Um, uh, was, he, was he an ECW guy? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Okay. And just watching him, especially the match he had with... Uh, Alicia and Susie was just terrible. Mm. Like this was just bottom line. Susie, garbage. I think they, they brought her in um, with that uh, Sue Young storyline, I think. Okay. Uh, she looks like a doll. She dresses up <laughs> like she's like a little Asian Barbie doll. I mean, she's really cute and everything, but don't get much of a wrestling feeling out of her at all. No. Um, one good thing out of this. Okay. You know how we've done this all the time. You know, when 
went over over at AEW. It used to be Chris uh, Chris Stalander was 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 our me and your uh, favorite girl, and then yep. now it's been uh, now it's been Sheeta for a while with her gone. Yep. You know, we look at NXT. We have Io Shirai, or maybe uh, uh, who's the one who's always stomping? We used to love uh, with the tat with the tattoos and the the Australian girl. Um, you know, Dakota Kai. No, well, Dakota Kai is definitely on. Oh, Rhea, on Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. So, I think when it comes to impact, wow on Kylie Ray. Holy smokes! Yeah, I remember her when we used to cover um, Impact before, but uh, you know she's still doing the weird gimmick with the the little smiley eyes on her front and the hair bowl. I'm so, sorry, go going back. I just looked up Tony Swinger. He was CCW around 2000-2001. He was. I yeah. don't remember this guy at all. He's Man, obviously bottom of the Man, bottom of the barrel drack. Like, yep. not good. Uh, but definitely, definitely points to Kylie Ray. I'm hoping to see it. She they, they mentioned her as number one contender. Yep. Um, not a fan of Taya Valkyrie. No. Not at all. I Never just, have been. There's something about her. Yeah, there's just something about her. I, I I just don't know what it is. Gives me the old creeperonies. All right, then we had uh, a very another painful painful segment of the good brothers uh doc anderson and um what is his name luke gallows oh, and carl anderson. gallows and carl anderson sorry are they calling are they calling him doc gallows or are they calling yeah, him luke? they're calling him doc gallows now and uh coming out with man ace austin that horrible guy Ugh. and you uh, see you see who he's paired up with right yeah madman fulton well, and so i guess he's out I guess because later on we have Sammy Callahan and no OV and the Chris brothers have been fired. So yep. yeah, I guess there's no more OV. They're probably just trying to forget that whole thing. Um, one thing I, I got to say is, uh, is, Hey, you wait a sec. Your buddy showed up in that house, by the way, as soon as I saw that big fat dude, I was like, You're buddy, always, what? Uh, Ace, uh, what the hell's that big fat dude? You still like Romero? Ace Romero, AC. He was uh, he was in the Fun House or whatever that crap was, uh, Russell House. Yeah, remember he was right in the beginning there. Uh, oh, I saw I saw when they were walking in. Taya's like, look, there's couches. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we found the mystery of where he went. Uh, I'm not sure if this was a, a move up or a move down. If you're stuck in Russell House. Uh, so yeah, we had this painful thing with the Good Brothers being arrested by a sheriff. For, for the flimsiest thing ever. Yeah, you know, well, like, well, one of them got arrested. Yeah, yeah. Doc had Doc Gallo's heads off, so later on they jump Carl Anderson. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Ace Austin. You know that. So let's see where this goes. Or Madman Fulton, for that matter. Um, then we have the uh, Impact Wrestling Champion. And this is where I don't know which one's the bigger champion, if it's the TNA champion or the Impact Champion. But we have uh, Eddie Edwards, who now I haven't seen Eddie in a long time. We haven't watched... You know, man, he looks different. Yep. He's he really different. changed yep. his looks and his image. Uh, I almost didn't recognize him. I, I'm sure because I remember Eddie Edwards looking the same for like 100 years. So mm -hmm. uh, if, if I didn't know who that was, I might not have guessed it was him. So he comes out, he throws out his uh, open challenge, and it's answered by Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan, as he's coming to the ring, gets jumped by Rob Van Dam and that big muscle chick. Now, did you see, I saw somewhere uh, last week of what, what, uh, what he had done. Rob Sammy Van Dam? Had, no, what Sammy Callahan had done to piss oh. off RVD and that girl. Did you oh. see what he had done? Uh, oh, 
I saw this. I can't remember what, okay. what was it. She, she took a bunch of pictures, right? It was her photo shoot. Yeah, Katie and, Forbes. Uh, and uh, yeah, Katie Forbes. And Sammy is a hacker again. And I guess he hacked into all her pictures when they showed the presentation and put his head on all of her pictures. Oh, books. right. I saw that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess humiliated her. So RVD kind of beats up Sammy a little bit. Sammy comes down to the ring anyway, says he's good to fight. Uh, takes on Eddie. Uh, pretty strong match until he ends up uh, losing to Eddie. And there was this moment. One of those moments where now you wonder where the character is going. Uh, Sammy picks up a chair and the commentator's like, hey, if he hits him with the chair, there goes his title shot. And he thought better of it, turned around through the chair. But as he turns around again, Eddie nails him with the Boston knee party and then hits him for a second time and boom, match over. Yep. Interesting to see now, are they going to try and make Sammy Callahan a face? Hmm. That's a, that's an interesting thing. They also brought uh, up uh, him uh, hitting uh, Edwards in the face with baseball bat. Yeah, remember remember that horrible thing. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Did you, did you enjoy this match with Callahan and Edwards, or did you think it was just there? It wasn't a bad match. It was interesting to see uh, that ending with Callahan choosing not to use a chair. I'm gonna say I agree. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We went back to the crap house. Uh, whatever garbage they did in there. Uh, First time I ever really saw Rosemary without the creepy movie thing they tried to do. So it was interesting to see her as a character. Mm -hmm. um, then we move on to Chris Bay and Ro Rohit Raju against TJP and Falaba. Now, uh, I haven't seen Chris Bay before, but man, he really reminds me of Rich Swan. You know, very like in the offense, very all over the place. And I'm going to say, uh, I used to think Rohit, Ra Rohit Raju, yeah. I used to think he was kind of uh, a waste of time. I didn't really like his wrestling whatsoever. But I got to say, he's really improved. Uh, I found him as uh, in this tag team. He was very effective. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, T and TJP was, was also good. I just don't really care for Falaba. I'm going to say Falaba was probably the best I've seen in a while, though. Okay. Uh, I remember him being extremely useless. Uh, him and TJP seemed to make an okay team. Although TJP took the pin over Chris Bay, which makes you wonder if they're going to give him a title shot down the road. That's sort of the kind of thing that happens in wrestling. You pin the champion in a tag team match, that usually gets people to look at you for a title shot. Uh, all in all, thought it was an okay match. Then came out Rich Swan, and it was a big uh, interview, and he talked about how he'd been injured. He worked so hard, he came back early to get into the match with, um, you know, to go for the uh, Impact title. Yeah. Uh, he ends up being taken out by Eric Young and re-injured. And then he said, you know, uh, he's been wrestling for 15 years, and he's finally decided that he's going to retire. All the wrestlers come out and bang the thing and show him props. Mm -hmm. um, it was really cool. And then, but of course, at the end, Eric Young jumping him in the hallway, beating the crap out of him before being chased off by the Rascals and Eddie Edwards. Um, gonna say, I thought that was a cool ending to that. I yeah, don't that was, know if yeah. that, does that really mean he's gone? Is that really the end? No, because of what, I, what I saw on um, results was Rich Swan's retirement. Okay, okay. Um, so you know what? Uh, you don't know when everybody retires. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Unless you're injured, though. I mean, Edge was gone for quite a while. You know, Shawn that's Michaels left for a while. Paige hasn't come back. So, uh, so I got to ask you, Elio. Uh, all in all, how would you rate this week's show if you had to give it uh, on our report cards? It was a good uh, challenge. 
It's really strong, and it was a B plus. A B plus. I'm gonna have to agree. It could have been better. Uh, the house, sh the house thing doesn't do it for me. Yeah. House, except it's it doesn't detract that much because it actually gave me, like I said, some insight into some of these wrestlers I didn't know. Okay. And when you can add dimensions to the people that you watch and compete, that's a good thing. So mm -hmm. I'll give it that. Uh, the quality of wrestling, whoa, way better than Impact used to be. And uh, yeah, I'm going to say, like I said, we're going we're gonna to be covering Impact now for a while. Uh, I know it's next week that Eddie Edwards will do his open challenge again. Uh, there'll be a no DQ match. This is interesting because we didn't see any of these women this week, but, or even a mention of them, but we're going to see Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan versus Navia and Havoc. So that ought to be interesting and hard to No, Tasha Steele, she was in ROH. Was she? Okay. And I know, he, uh, I know faced, she faced Kelly Klein. Okay. We know Kiara Hogan. She's been around Impact for a while. Yep. Navia was a long stay of a shimmer. She's okay. also uh, married to uh, Jake Christ, I believe. And I'm she's sorry. Been <laughs> she's been part of OVE for a while. And so is uh, Jessica Havoc. They're all from Ohio, the same place. You know, Jessica oh, Havoc, okay. uh, the, the Havoc Death Machine. She's a big, scary woman who yep. I enjoy watching her wrestle. She, she's a, a tough, hard-hitting woman. So that's going to be a really interesting match next week. And uh, they also have signed, and this one's kind of exciting, Kimberly versus Jordan Grace. So we'll see Jordan. Uh, I, I have a feeling Jordan Grace will not lose her chance to, to, go, after, uh, to go after Deanna Prazo. So I think we've got to... I don't know. I part of me, I got to say, having Deanna Peraza win the belt off of Jordan Grace in the first night was a bit of a letdown for me. Um, sometimes I'm not fair liking that kind of booking. Uh, I, I think uh, Jordan Grace deserves a little better, but let's see where this takes us. Yep. All in all, both of us giving this week's uh, impact a B plus. Yep. All right. Now, fans, as you know, uh, we're part of a network of uh, many different shows. Okay. There is uh, WPOV Global. That's where me and Elio talk about uh, wrestling around the world. Uh, we have WPOV Wrestling, which you'll find on the same network uh, across all the same platforms. You'll find uh, Rick Serrano III, Tony Diaz, and Miguel talking WWE shop a lot uh, and also doing uh, their, uh, what do they call it, the Wednesday Night Delight, where they have Wednesday uh, Night Delight. NXT versus um, Impact, or Dynamite, I was going to say Impact, uh, AEW Dynamite, so uh, check that out. We also get our votes in, and uh, I'm going to say I'm already, for, you know, I'm, it's going to take a pretty good, it's going to take a pretty good NXT to try and uh, get my vote this week, because I'm going to say I, I enjoyed uh, AEW a lot this week. Um, we also have a show called WPOV Quarantine, where you'll actually be able to see, this one is a not just an audio, it's an audio, and it's also a visual one, where you can also watch it on YouTube. It's a YouTube Facebook exclusive. And on that one, you'll see me and Elio weekly sitting around with a, a different uh, guest hosts, different wrestlers, different wrestling people, uh, talking topics. We had an extremely fun one uh, last week where we talked about... Um, Monsters of pro wrestling. What makes a monster? Who was a monster? Who wasn't a monster? There was some fun times there and some shenanigans. I'm going to tell you that there was definitely some <laughs> shenanigans in that one. And uh, next week, I think we're, we've been asked to revisit Stampede Wrestling. Oh, so we're going to do a little bit more comprehensive timeline of uh, the decade of the 1980s uh, of uh, Stampede Wrestling. The amount of stars that came out of there is mind-boggling. We're going to talk about some memories and some things about them. Uh, you can find that on Facebook and on YouTube, but WPOV Global and WPOV Wrestling Podcast Shows. You can find those on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean, TuneIn, 
If you, if you want the chance to, uh, to uh, write in and, and talk about, maybe have your, uh, your POV told to us, uh, Elio, tell the people where they can write in and how they can write in and get a hold of us. So you can get hold of us on Facebook, Everything POV Podcast, Instagram, Everything POV One, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. All right. Well, fans, we are going to take a quick break. When we get back, we are going to talk some AEW Dynamite, see how it's doing this week. And uh, yeah, we look forward to talking to you guys. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Mr. Beefy Goodness, Vance Nevada, and you are listening to WPOV Global. Hey, fans, we're back. And you know, before we get into AEW Dynamite, I want to tell you about the t-shirts that we have. We have t-shirts for sale. Those t-shirts help us buy the medications that get us through the week. That's right. We're all fragilely, fragilely delicate people. And uh, Elio alone, Elio alone's drug bill is almost twice of mine. And mine is ridiculous. If you it knew the wasn't cycle, covered. Yeah, nothing's going to cover the psychogenic drugs that we need. Because if we don't take these drugs, we'll probably either kill ourselves or like go on a mass kill spree. So you don't want that, folks. Buy some t-shirts. Help us. Help support the show. But all kidding aside, that's the money that helps run these shows. This is, you know, it's not free putting these onto the various networks and stuff like that. And uh, your help is greatly appreciated. And you can not only help us, but you can show your support to us by wearing our T-shirts. That's right. Four of them are, four of them are available. You can find them at www, <laughs> third W in there, dot <laughs> prowrestlingtees.com backslash wrestling POV. Four T-shirts for sale, $19.99 each. Three of them are three different designs of Wrestling POV podcast. But that fourth one, that fourth beautiful gold one represents global. Says it right on there. Also has references to the gentleman and to the legend. Support us, man. Those t-shirts are hot. And here's the thing that we've got going right now. We've got a bit of a contest going. First of all, for global fans, if you purchase a WPOV global t-shirt, take a picture of it, of you wearing it, okay? Send it to us here at Global. Elio gave you all the places. After we get a few of those in, we're going to make a bit of a draw and we're going to allow one person that we pick to join us on an episode of, of uh, Global. We'll have you come on in the second half. We'll talk all about AEW and all the cool things that are going on. And uh, it's, a, it's a fun little contest. And the second contest we're running is for quarantine. And this is for people who buy two uh, t-shirts that uh, if you buy one T-shirt that says Global and one other um, you know, one other T-shirt that's like uh, of, of rest, sorry, I saw something in the background just distract me. Uh, buy a POV Global shirt, buy a POV Wrestling shirt. Take a picture of each, send them in to me. I will draw that person, the first person who does that. I will let that person come on to an episode of Quarantine. Quarantine's guaranteed ninety minutes of you sitting in on a round table with a couple of us. We'll be talking some topic. You'll get your POV out there and it's just a fun time. All right. And you know what? We get more than one person. Hey, maybe we'll start letting a, a person a week come on. All it takes is uh, purchasing uh, two t-shirts. One of them has to be a global and uh, taking pictures and sending them in. Now let's talk uh, AEW Dynamite. Okay. Actually, before we do that, um, yes. I saw the AEW uh, Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament. Excuse me, you saw the tournament. What do you mean? Uh, they have the the AEW Women's Cycling Tournament uh, that they're having. It's they, they have it on YouTube on Monday nights. It started already. Yeah, last um, oh, this past, this past Monday was the first one. What the hell? Why didn't you tell me, Elio? You jerk! I tell you every time there's something good on New <laughs> Japan to watch. 
Okay, give me the results of the first things. And, and I'm curious, did they tell you all the teams that are in this? No, see, that's just it. You know, it was only like two matches. Oh, so they're just making this shit up as they go along. For okay. The whole, for the whole show. They, all right, they tell, have... me the, tell me the first match and I'll try to even guess. Okay, uh, it's the Nightmare Sisters, Allie and Brandy Rhodes defeating uh -huh. the team of Penelope Ford and Mel. And who? Mel. Remember that one? Mel. that they, The one that they recruited, they shaved your head to join oh, the Nightmares. Yeah, yeah, man. They dropped that a long time ago. <laughs> it's good to see that uh, that they're pumping right along with that. And they had <laughs> Nyla Rose and the, uh, the Anna J, Anna Jane take Nara Conti defeating Nyla Rose and Arian Andrews. And of course, Arian Andrews got laid up by Nyla Rose after the match. Yes, I was going to ask if that happened, and it doesn't surprise me it does. And by the way, the, the, the ring announcer for the matches was Charles Guerrero. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Now, uh, Taya Conti, there's a good, she's a, a good signing over from WWE. Um, who, did, who did you say she teamed with? Anna Jay. Anna Jay. They make a good team. I, I like this team. Anna Jay of uh, the one who's in the Dark Order. Yep. Well, how do they explain that? Is Taya Conti in the Dark Order? No, but I remember uh, they draw the colors and, you know, like, oh, you know, yeah, they, right. they do yeah, all these pairings. Right. Yeah. So then how did the Nightmare Sisters get in there? Um, okay. <laughs> We're supposed to believe that <laughs> they got randomly drawn. Okay, this is what happened. So, okay. Allie was supposed to draw her color, but okay. she didn't want to team up with anyone else. So whenever uh, I think it was Dasha or whatever her name yeah. is, turned her, turn her back. Uh, Ali just like put her hand in the hat, looked in and picked out the same color that Brandy had. Oh, brother. Okay. <laughs> Can we get a more unrealistic and stupid? Okay. Uh, I like the teaming so far. I don't really care about the nightmares. But okay, just uh, so you know, it's every Monday night at 7 p.m. Every Monday on Facebook? YouTube. YouTube, sorry, sorry. The, yes, same, okay, the same channel that they have AEW Dark. All right. Okay, so check that out. Now let's get into aid. Okay, hold on. Are you finished, Elio? Do you got any more surprises? I don't. Me? No yeah, okay, I better hope so, pal. Man, maybe Miguel <laughs> might be a better co-host. I'm going to have to figure this shit out. All right, let's get into some AEW Dynamite. <laughs> All right, last week. Last week we had a, uh, uh, was it, I guess that would have been like a three, four. How many teams was it freaking last week? It was a lot of people. Um, Okay, so last week we had Jurassic Express and, and the best friends, so that must have been like five, six guys against six guys, and this guy at the time it was eight guys against eight guys? Okay. No, it was six. It was a 12-man tag match. Okay, so last week was five, right? Five yeah. against five. Okay. Yeah. So uh, last week's – I did was not the biggest fan of last week's match. I thought uh, – it was, wasn't the greatest. It was like everyone get their shit in kind of match, you know. Um, I'm going to say I really enjoyed this week's opening match, which featured the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Adam Page, and FTR. This Dark Order, which was comprised of Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Stu Grayson, Evil Ono, and two other members of the Dark Order, okay? Uh, things that really stuck out, first of all, as much as sometimes the Young Bucks can be ridiculous, uh, right in the beginning, Nick, Nick Jackson did this incredible, he ran up the ropes. Do you remember this? Jumped onto the guy, onto the Dark Order guy, did a hurricanrana off the top rope. That was yep. amazing. The kind of thing where if he'd missed for a second, he would have broke his neck. It looked spectacular. I know we uh, dump on the Young Bucks a lot for the flippity-flip shit, but this was pretty spectacular. Mm -hmm. um, found it weird that FTR was protecting Kenny Omega a lot during this match. 
and not so mm -hmm. much Adam Page. That yeah. happened a few times in there. Um, uh, as what's his name uh, from FTR gets injured. Uh, Dax um, Harwood. Dax, Dax gets sent. Okay, so one guy gets hurt, and then everybody but Kenny Omega get out of the ring and are coddling this guy over. Meanwhile, Kenny goes in and starts taking a shit kicking from everyone because no one's around. So, yeah, I think Kenny should be a little ticked at the elite. Um, things that really stood out, though, once again, uh, Evil Uno and especially Grayson were spectacular tonight. What's, what's going on? We hated the I, Dark Order. What's yeah, going on? I don't know. Did they not give these guys, did they finally take the, take the reins off of them? Because, man, these guys we, were hot. We're, we're seeing the love of the Dark Order lately. Yeah, and, and in a good way, which is very strange. Um, Paige looked good. Omega looked okay. He seemed like he had to carry a lot of the match for everybody else. But it's just Spears, Cole Cabana just seemed out of place. Right yeah, now. Cole Cabana wasn't so great. Uh, Brody Lee was okay. Adam Page looked pretty pretty tough out there, looked pretty spectacular. He, however, eats the pin at the end. Um, okay, match. Uh, as much as I praise the Young Bucks in one sense, and then you get uh, Matt Jackson acting like he's like the Hulk when he runs out and starts killing everybody on the outside, which was pretty hilarious since the guy's like 5-1. So take it what it's worth. Uh, in the end, Dark Order gets the win. Uh, Paige takes the, the, takes the beating. Um, okay. I like that match. I thought it was fun. Had enough excitement. Wasn't too much of a, everyone get their crap in kind of thing. Uh, there was some story going on, lots of double teaming, lots of tag team stuff. I enjoyed it. Uh, I had an interview with John Moxley where Moxley talks about, uh, respecting Darby Allen. Yep. So, you know, that was okay. I like how uh, a lot of times Moxley really does come off as pretty realistic. You know, like you, like you're really getting him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, Santana and Ortiz versus best friends. Um, you want to go first on this one? This was an okay match, but it's hard to take uh, this team seriously when Ortiz is still acting like a goof in the middle of the match. Okay, I'm gonna agree. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I thought it was a second solid match. Um, I gotta say, and oh man, I don't know what AEW is doing, but uh, Chuck wasn't too bad. To, or sorry. Uh, yeah, Chucky e. T, e. T was okay. He actually looked like he could run uh, with Trent this week, and which was good because usually it looks like Trent's carrying him. Uh, Chucky e. looked pretty good. Um, thinking the storyline of them coming up with uh, Trent's mom's minivan and then Ortiz and, uh, and Santana oh going out God. and destroying it and defacing it's, it's it. It's amazing what they lost it. She's like, what did she ever do to them? I, all I can think of is it just gave me such WCW flashbacks of uh Buff Bagwell's mom. I, I just could not take it. That part just did not enjoy that at all. Um not really enjoying MJF's uh um poll thing or whatever his campaign yeah. headquarters crap. Not I thought it was stupid. Didn't do anything for me. MJF's promos I don't really enjoy them too much. I don't know. Uh, and I and you know what? I mean Darby Allen has a hard enough time getting, you know, credibility, but then to have MJF say, oh, should I be scared of the 125-pound emo kid? Not cool. Not, didn't think that was cool. Um, then we had Matt Hardy against Sammy Guevara. Kind of a street fight thing happened. Man. Actually, it wasn't uh, really a match. It was, uh, was that a match? Yeah, no. Well, I guess you could maybe an unsanctioned match because they kind of just beat the crap out of each other. Oh, okay. Uh, Matt Hardy taking a 
tremendous chair to the face and bleeding like a stuck. Did you? Did you? Okay. Did you hear what Jim Ross said during this? During this, he's like breaking the breaking news. Man, he has been busted open. Yes, I did catch that while he was laying there. I was like, I didn't get if that was sarcasm or what that was, but JR is just still being ridiculous. And as much as we are really down on Excalibur, and we probably shouldn't see him back, he's kind of missed a bit when it is a Jericho on the mic with them, okay? Just saying. Um, Then we went off to, uh, let's see, uh, Dark Order finally comes out. John Silver and Alex Reynolds taking on Matt Cordona and Cody. Okay, see, I, I, I don't get this. Hmm. They come out just like the way they are. As soon as they get in the ring, they put the masks on. Uh, I don't mind that. That part I don't mind. No, I'm saying I, I, I just don't get it. I think that's like a killer piece, uh, a callback to what the killer used to do. Well, they used to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it fits their character. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is... This was a boring ass match, and what happened to Cody defending his title every week? He didn't defend his title. Yeah, with with that. Yeah, I mean, he told us specifically he would have an open challenge every week. Instead, he gives gives Zack Ryder, uh, you know, the the rub. And I'm um, not a fan of Matt Cardona. No, I'm not either. And jeez, uh, a eh? uh, Dark Order eating the pin. Silver and Reynolds, those guys cannot buy a victory. Uh, and this is for me was the first of the three the three matches we had, or even say fourth if you counted uh, uh, the Sammy Guevara Matt Hardy thing. Okay. This was the first one that was just really boring and started yeah. taking me out of it. Did not enjoy that. Um, then we go on to the great debate: oh. Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. <laughs> and you know I'm always primed to hate these sort of things, but I gotta say I really actually enjoyed this, and I found. Uh, I found Orange Cassidy pretty hilarious. And when he did that answer about global warming. Yep. <laughs> great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, what I don't like is every time this happens, Hager and um, um, Jericho tend to lay him out totally before he See, gets rescued. See, what I understand is Hager came out with Jericho, who yeah. best friends, and you come out with that Orange Cassidy. I don't know. It seems like Orange is always telling them to head back that he hasn't covered. So maybe he just isn't a smart guy, you know? I did uh, like I, his final answer, though, where he just like totally like shut Jericho down. Yeah. I got to say, it was fun. Um, I'm looking forward to the match again. I'm, I'm looking forward to the rematch. How about, right. uh, how about the moderator? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I guess we should mention Eric Bischoff. Uh, pretty funny. I, I, he's always got a wit to him. Bischoff's always acts like the guy who knows more than everybody else. I actually yeah. didn't have a problem with him being there in that role. No, either he, he, he just like stood back and gave gave the spotlight to Jericho and Cassidy. Yeah, every now and then he'd throw in a joke that was like helped along and didn't take up anyone else's you know spotlight. So yeah, yeah, good, good on him. Uh, finally, we come to the main event: John Moxley versus Darby Allen. Okay, Darby Allen wearing that picture. Of John Moxley on his face. <laughs> that was creepy when I when he It was came actually out. creepy and effective. And it was funny how Moxley wasn't sure what to think of him <laughs> when he came out and saw that his own face was plastered on Darby Allen's face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I gotta say I liked it. Um, the only problem with this right now is it's too soon for Darby Allen. I don't think there was any really one time here where we thought Darby Allen really had a chance to win this yeah. match. 
even when MJF came out and hit Moxley in the head with the belt, mm-hmm. I still didn't feel that Darby Allen was going to win the belt. Um, but in the end, he puts on a great uh, match. Moxley hits him with the gotch-style pile driver. Props to Minoru Suzuki, wherever you are. Um, good ending. And I liked it, the fact that Mox was kind of like talking to Darby, trying to wake him up and, and giving him props. Uh, and, of course, ends with MJF losing his crap in the back because, you know, he didn't now he has face make Moxley. a difference. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this match, buddy? Uh, this was a good match. I enjoyed this uh, match. Okay. And you, yeah, like I like how like they made you think that Darby Allen was gonna win, but even though we already knew he wouldn't. Yeah, give you hope for a sec, which is yeah. good. Uh, how would you rate this uh, week's show? You're gonna go with a B on this one. You're gonna go B. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say B to B plus. It was just a, it was just a comparable to Impact this week. It was pretty yep. fun. So I'm gonna say this is another strong week for AEW. I am curious. That's three looked, weeks in a row. Yeah, you know I looked at the results of NXT. I'm going to watch it tomorrow, but uh, I'm not sure if any of the matches, except maybe the fact that we get to see Rhea Ripley and man, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai, yum. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> have you seen Rhea Ripley's hair, new hair? Just... No, I don't think I have. She, uh, you know, she she's like, been gone for a while. She went us, completely so. blonde. Okay. Well, she's gone away from us for a while. So uh, I got to say Dakota Kai has really been been upping her pretty game. We'll give her that. Another UK guy that's on this week, Rich Hall. Oh, really? That boring-ass dude with a stick? <laughs> He's in there with one of the qualifying matches for, I believe it was. Oh, brother. Okay, well, we'll get to see how that goes. So, <laughs> folks, win. You know, yeah. so folks, you know what? It was an interesting week of wrestling. Uh, tune in next week where we'll talk some more AEW impact and hopefully a little bit more New Japan. Uh, write in, talk, tell us what you think about the hot topics that we talked about this week. And... Um, I don't know. Uh, follow us on quarantine and listen to the guys over at Wrestling POV. All right. So, folks, uh, we appreciate you tuning in this week. Uh, keep the struggle. Keep clean. Keep the fight going. The COVID thing's still out there. It's still a bit of a dark, strange world. In my province today, they released the numbers, and we have twice mm. as many infected as we did last week. Wow. So we're on the rise here. and uh, Jeez. A little bit scary for us, but... Uh, we know it's just even worse in a lot of places. So we're going to send out our love this uh, this week. I want to send up uh, to our European fans. You guys have suffered a lot from this. There's been a lot of deaths, especially in Italy. I know England's been a terrible hotspot. We want to say all our fans out there, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being with us. And we wish you guys nothing but the best of hope and love from both me and Elio. So folks, I want to say uh, thank you for tuning in. See more of us. And Elio, say goodnight to the good people. All right, fans, stay safe, and we'll talk to you all next week.